0: Kevin Brown said he
1: might try to get on because he'll be our guest on this episode. Awesome! I was looking at his stuff. I have something for him a little bit later. Nice. uh, When we get to that part of the episode. Nice. Um, But before we get into that, I I regret to inform you that I uh, I could not get the robot auto tune to work.
0: Ah, that's all right.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was looking through Loopback. The application is quite robust. And I think I was looking at the documentation. That's why I was 10 minutes late was I was I just wanted to look one last time at the documentation. Uh huh. And you're familiar with the application. You look at this and the way that it's set up is you've got your sources on the left. The middle column is your output. And then if you need one, which is how I'm you're hearing all the stuff that I'm doing on my entire computer. You have that third column, the monitor. I was dragging stuff around. Couldn't get the wiring to work properly. You know, I was going, I was trying to pull it um, down and around channels one and two, um, and then up and over channels three and four. I couldn't get it. But I'll tell you what, I I started reading on this, and I didn't want to spend too much time on it. There is a functionality that Loopback offers, and I think this is actually the answer. Let me go to their their little thing here. It says, one thing that uh, appears to be an additional item is called this this functionality here, every time you create a new virtual audio device, you get this, go back into any device you've made before loop back one. And now you've got a pass through. <laughs> now I think that works on, this is Jimmy eat Pot.
0: Yeah, there it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this works on a couple of, on a couple of levels. I think pass through is actually going to be the answer. Cause you can loop stuff back around. And that happens to be the name of the podcast that I know, we have not right? yet talked about. Have we talked about this We at all? mentioned
0: that it was a thing. I think, yeah, Mark Hoppus's episode was the only one live last we spoke. And since, it's been Steve Aoki and Nate Roos from the format uh, and fun and other things. Um, and yeah. I guess tomorrow... Oh, and then there was the minisode where he showed Davey Havoc's vocals and his one mil guitar mic setup um oh you mean the the uh, iphone commercial that's right yeah yeah. oh yeah wasn't somebody all mad about it i'm like look whatever yeah yeah they were (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry that's Uh, what his (laughs) technique was so
1: i um i don't think i had mentioned this i was going through my voice memos because that's what it's it's the easiest way to record stuff Totally. And I was going through a recording that I had moved over to my Dropbox. And I, don't, I at this point, I had not re- remembered that this was recorded on my iPhone. It was me and my buddy Eric at his house. He was playing drums in his – it's like right outside his kitchen. And I found his old guitar from when he was 18. And I took one of the strings that was snapped, and he had so much slack on it that I was able to tighten it back up and, and get it. So we had a six-string guitar. So – our wives were out doing something at this time. This was all pre, pre all this crap. But I just set up my phone right on his island. And I said, play this for your Lyft driver. And it actually, for being, you know, a, a blown out guitar sound and his drums, it actually sounds really clean for a phone.
0: Right. Yeah. It's like you all the compression is like just good. Like, yeah. Yeah. I do, think yeah, and I was. Jim overstates like how much money went into the development of the microphone. Yeah, but,
1: <laughs> um, it is really nice. I mean, you do have to admit that it's not. They, they didn't. Um, they didn't skimp on that. No, no, spared no expense. Yeah, but I was also trying to figure out what is a pass
0: through frequency. Trying to analyze his. I don't know. You know, what, I'll bet that's podcast. a Charlie. You know, should we do a a, a fake doctor's real friends thing here? I'll, I'll bet that's a Charlie question. So like could I pose a question to Charlie who did our opening music and ask him because that to me that sounds like a uh uh an analog synthesizer um right term. Something with routing, right? Yeah, right. So let's let's pretend and if I if I, and I'll see Charlie tomorrow at work so I can record his answer and we could plug it in here. So Charlie, do you know what pass through frequencies mean? Pass-through frequency. I thought maybe it would be a, uh, a modular synthesizer type of. Uh, I'm
1: sure there's a technical answer,
0: and I don't know what it is, but I would guess it's the frequencies you let pass through. And what would what would passing through a frequency do? Passing through? Meaning like it's Wouldn't it just bypass? I think passing through means it's going to the speakers. It's passing through. It's not being stopped. I mean, a pass-through
1: frequency. There's probably a technical thing. I mean, you know, maybe it's like, uh, you know, overtones or harmonics and, you know, like, uh, bands of frequency, spectral frequencies. It's a beautiful thing, music.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That was good. Thank you, Charlie. That's great. Now we understand. (laughs) Um, so, uh, do I have any, what's it called? Uh housekeeping housekeeping uh no we already talked about more pass-through frequencies they're great fun so far i say yeah Um, on uh on that topic real quick did
1: uh we you had posted uh with our reddit account the link to episode three i did did that one person get back to you on why they bounced after 30 minutes oh uh
0: yeah and and i also asked like Like, what were they expecting and what did they think of the previous episodes? Let let me, uh, they did get back to me. I think they just weren't a fan of him, but let let me, uh, let me take a gander. Yeah. This was on Nate, Nate Ruiz's episode, right? Yeah. So 34 upvotes and 34 comments. Um, a lot of people upset that Nate's no longer doing music, which I was pretty surprised about. Um, yeah. And, Had to bail about 20 minutes in, wasn't going anywhere. And then I say, I'm interested. What exactly were you expecting? Not like, did you like the Hoppus or Aoki episodes or the mini one about iPhone recording? And he says, he or she says, I was more interested in the Mark one because I know Blink pretty well. I don't know Steve that well, but I still stuck with it. I do know Nate's later work that everyone does, but I just feel like a 20 to 30 minute episode was just about where I needed to be with him. And yeah, the mini ones like how One Mill was recorded. I'm sure there are hundreds of things like that going through old stems and explaining how things came to fruition is more entertaining. So I guess he just isn't. A, I mean, here's the thing Nate hasn't done anything I've loved since the format, but I loved hearing him kind of geek out about Static Prevails and hearing them just be chums. Like, I love Mark Hoppus, Yeah. But everybody talks about how awkward that episode was. So, you know what I mean? Like,. Oh. yeah it yeah it just yeah it kind of seemed like they were trying to out oh
1: someone else had made that comment they were just trying to they never really got too comfortable they were just they, they each one was starting a new conversation and they never really it didn't seem to me like they felt too comfortable falling into one line of conversation where with Nate, and they didn't it, seem that
0: familiar with each other like
1: <laughs> they yeah, did a whole yeah, tour was,
0: in 2002 but um yeah yeah, yeah, and weird. seeing that the second and third episodes were
1: just over an hour, I thought, well, oh, that's kind of. I, I liked the fact that it was uh, 45 minutes for that first one, but you know what? I had it on in the background when I was doing uh, stuff. I had I had three and a half hours to kill, so. Well, I'm so glad it, that it it's not just
0: out. a YouTube show because, I, do, I don't pay for YouTube, so like I like to be able to put it in my pocket and just put it on double speed yeah. and walk around and do my stuff, and if I do that with YouTube playing, I'll either skip. Or uh, my, it'll overheat yeah. in my pocket, and
1: <laughs> and I was able, uh, I was able to extract about two questions from each one of those episodes. That when the date comes, that we get Jim on the pod, I've mm. got some good ones, some icebreakers at least. Okay, you know, I think that's gonna be the hardest thing for for uh, one of us when we're asking him those questions is just uh, is just getting past that first little yeah moment where we got to break the ice. So
0: totally. Um, Oh, I do have one more uh, piece of housekeeping, which is we sort of had talked about I tried to curb my carbonated beverage intake last week, um, but now I'm eating chocolate covered raisins. So this is uh, probably not as good, but I probably belch less (laughs) in this episode. So um, excellent. uh, Are you drinking anything (laughs) of note or or consuming anything of note? Uh, I've got my water right now. Okay. Yes, so, I also have a flat water. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so um, we have
1: got on episode forty-five. Man, we are close to the uh, that fifty mark. Our golden, uh, yeah, pod anniversary. Uh huh. Which I think we have. Uh, we're getting about that time. We're almost. I know. Almost a year a month of the pod. Out. A year of the pod. We're a month out from this fifty milestone. And I think it's about time that we put together, I mean, we had been discussing something special for the the listeners to to either participate in or to provide to them. So that's gonna be uh that'll be released in about a month's time, a month and a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We've gotta do something special. So something special. All right, almost there. We have got track nine of eleven. Never right? forget through. Never, yeah, never forget. Never. Nine <laughs> nine. nine nine of eleven. Nine, nine slash of eleven. 11. <laughs> uh Justin Meldal Johnson making his... This is his debut, right? As, oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't update my producer, but yes. <laughs> right. So I want to start looking into more about this, uh, the JMJ. I know we've, we've, we kind of talked about him on the last episode we did with uh, a Integrity Blues, which was a while ago. That was It Matters. Yeah. Man, we have not done very many Integrity Blues. And if you were to go on the discography page, you would also... Yeah, See you know,
0: I I meant to ask. Uh, we should probably make. Is there a link on Jimmy Eat Pod's homepage that takes people to discography? Uh, not yet. Now that it's all
1: essentially, I mean, it's we're gonna add stuff to it. But yes. I have built out each one of the pages, at least for for the liner notes that we have. Yes, we are still uh we are still obtaining high quality high res uh liner stuff, and and if not, if we can't get it, you know, from somebody else, we're gonna buy it. Yeah. And like we did with ourselves. the
0: uh, original self-titled, which uh, right. I'm essentially flipping because I got everything I needed from it. I don't know. like Right.
1: And for I, those people who are contributing to the the Patreon, that's that's what's helping us to do this. It's allowing yeah. us to to go on and get this, uh, procure these pieces, scan them in and then have them for, you know, and, and you could really you could download the image once you get it.
0: Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. And now I have yeah. a lossless rip of the original 1994 self-titled CD. <laughs> uh, but that's not the CD we're talking about today. We're talking about yeah. JMJ's and Jimmy Eat World's Integrity Blues. Released October yeah. 21st, 2016. Which was only a couple days before my birthday. And I remember I had a great birthday. I went to Sugarfish for dinner. And then I went to the Roxy with a couple friends and my wife to see Jimmy Eat World. And it was just terrific. <laughs> Man, what a day. Yeah. Four years, almost four years ago. Imagine, imagine going to sushi with friends and then going to a concert. Remember? <laughs> Remember? Well, um, I was, I was clearing
1: out my phone today and, you know, I was sitting there, you and I were chatting, we were figuring out the whole Plex thing. And uh, I was showing lynn's the uh, the photos that were in my Google Photos. It said five years ago this day, six years ago, and in 2013 there were so many shows we went to. We would mm. go pictures of us at sushi, and <laughs> we you know we realized our life choices where we've gone with marriage and uh, and and children. But yeah, it was uh, it was a different time.
0: Yeah, have you have you watched <laughs> Hook since you've had kids? I have not. No. So I watched Hook a couple weeks ago. And eventually, we'll talk about the song. Um, <laughs> uh, there's not much on the song, so that's why we're yeah. Starting. There isn't much. No, so. We're vamping. Uh, so Hook. Um, there's a scene where Captain Hook is explaining to uh, Jack and well, I already forgot the little girl's name um, about how the parents resent the kids. Because they used to have lives before <laughs> they came around yeah. and complained all the time and whined and yelled and screamed and fought, and I was like, you know, Captain Hook's not very nice, but he's kind of got a point. <laughs> yeah, he's he's, he's kind of telling the truth. Yeah. I don't resent my kids, but life was very different before that. <laughs> yeah, very different. God, Bob Bob Hoskins and uh, what's his name are so good in that movie. Uh, Dennis, what's his name? Uh, the fuck is his name? God I think you're it. thinking of Rain Dennis Man. Haskins. It, Bob Hoskins. Yeah, Bob Hoskins yeah, is me. Uh, and uh, yeah. Hook is played by Rain Man. Um, nope, not Dennis Hopper. That would be a really no. cool hook. Um, yeah, God right. damn it. It's uh, Dustin Hoffman. You were very close. Dustin Hoffman. There we go. And it was Maggie. Maggie, Maggie was her name. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Jack couldn't hit the curveball. No. Um, and we have a Jack at home here. I know. We made the we made run a Run Home Jack. Jack. I played a show with a band called Run Home Jack. Um it's so a cool name. This right. was on RCA. It's sung by Jim. And you know what I noticed on the back of the record is it's still and I think we've said it before but now that we know who is on the logo of the Exotic Locations recording logo, it's funny to see that the subsequent following records that were also released on RCA are also exotic location recordings with a photo of uh, yeah. Alan Johannes. Uh, yeah, Johannes. So it makes me wonder, like, did RCA give Jimmy Eat World their own imprint on their label since they pre-record their music and sell it to the label anyway? So in theory, Jimmy Eat World has their own label on RCA that releases everything since Damage with a picture of Alan Johannes. On it. like yeah, does, right? <laughs> does alan get like a a uh a cut like how did,
1: <laughs> well he's he could he could absolutely i don't know
0: uh hold on let me bring this up i just didn't expect Exotic to see his location. face on this record yeah what year does it say that started in on it d- started with damage discounts. so 2013 okay i think i've I already closed since, the tab right but, but everything yeah. since damage yeah yeah, it would be 2013, because this was 2016, and then 2019 was Surviving, which is also an RCA, Exotic Locations Recording Release. All right, let me see. Disguise. See, we talk hook, and we talk labels. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Exotic Location Recording has not released anything else. Like, No, that's it. Yeah, looking at all this. Just their main and did. their EPs. Yep. And, and the I think Last even Crystal's that live EP. record they did in uh, Europe in January was also... Um, an exotic location recording release. And then they did that last Christmas re-release. And I wonder, I mean, they own the master. So I guess Which it was, that was 2016. Yeah. 2017. Uh, they own the master. So they can re-release it on, I guess, whatever label they want. Um, but it makes me wonder if they wanted that song. That song probably gets them a lot of play at the holidays. And if for some reason they're able to get a new cut having it be an exotic locations recording release now or something. I'm so interested in the business part, but also insanely bored by it. So, <laughs> I just kind of want to know. So I know. Well, and I then- think
1: if we asked Jim, he would make it fun either that, or he would just kind of brush us off and just, and just maybe he doesn't know that much about it either. Um, Does this, Oh man, I was, I, I I'm i not going to get on this, this tangent of, I was looking at, uh, you know, we were talking about blink and their odd, uh, the titles for their oh was it right their
0: recording labels their publisher. So this publisher. is like yeah. Do I get a pickle with there that music? One from that's Jimmy, Jimmy World. that I saw recently. That's got to be the. Do I get a pickle with that music? That's it. Yeah. Do I get a pickle with that? That's so that's it. their publisher company. Whereas like yeah, Tom is like uh, naked dudes recording and like yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Do I get a pickle with that? And I I saw that on. Well, I guess it's on every one of them. I don't remember which album of theirs I was looking at recently, but it did show up, and I thought, that's the first time I've seen Do I Get a Pickle with that. Mm. We may have brought it up when we were. I think we, we brought it up about... on an early episode when we were trying to yeah. figure this all out. But Exactly. And I don't think I saw it for myself until just recently. Yeah, so we've got um let's see. Do you want to go through these
0: lyrics? You gotta you gotta Yeah. And I wanna here. know, like this can go one of two ways. It could be and that 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 makes my line by line be very different. This came out in 2016. A lot of people say that "Pass the Baby" is the political song on the record, but couldn't this entire song be about Donald Trump? <laughs> like
1: you with me, sure. This entire album, yeah. Pass the baby, get right, you are free. And um, pass the baby. Does that mean when you're taking the photo and you hand your baby over?
0: I to... I just don't know. I never. I, uh... I love that song, but yeah, I don't know. I I've never passed a baby here. Passed the baby here. Yeah, I guess I never thought about yeah, like the photo op type thing. But that could be what it's from. Right. Yeah, but I mean, we haven't looked at that that track yet. But no, but this sounds. It, it could be one of two things. One is that it's uh, a politician. A lot of it sounds like Donald Trump to me. Um, go go get mad, have a child's tantrum till everyone knows how wrong you've been, wronged you've been, um or it could be a kid talking to their parent, which also makes me think of uh, on Blink-182's latest release, Nine, there's um, a song called Generational Divide, which stemmed from an argument that Mark had with his son, um, and it it it's way less earnest. I, I, it's an earnest track, but um, that's like a fast rocking track, whereas this is like a more earnest like look at. A relationship, perhaps. Anyway, I wanted to know which way you sort of analyze these lyrics, because it can be sweet and two people learning from each other, or it can be cynical and be about a politician. Or, and I guess you, yeah, you could really, that, that goes for the last,
1: I mean, it sounds like I've said that for the last four or five episodes. It just depends on your perspective on how you want to look at this. This one isn't so uh, glaringly clear to me on on where it is so there's a couple of ways you can look at it and this is how i'm i'm seeing it is um there is i, I sense some sarcasm right away with sounds so great everything you're saying uh, do lies out loud change anything so it sounds like this person has listened to this other party before and they've been it. down this road no,
0: yeah
1: yeah well yeah and and well, to me, just to give you kind of a look before we kind of get to the end of this whole thing, my my perspective of this is that it's it's not about a relationship, which is where my mind wants to go with these Jimmy World Tracks. It's about two people, and one is giving basically real talk to the other person that hasn't figured things out yet. And it's almost like listening to a broken record. Let's say you're in a relationship or even a, a really good friend of yours that you hear them say these things over and over again, like man, I'm going to quit my job and be a personal trainer. I can't wait. Yeah,
0: yeah. And yeah. you get
1: so frustrated from hearing that. That you, do do you hear yourself talking right now? This is the, this is the same thing that we've gone through, and then we go into the, the the third and fourth lines. Go get mad, have a child's tantrum, which seems to be their their typical reaction to somebody calling them out on whatever issue mm-hmm. it is that they're having. Um, till everyone knows how wrong you've been. So they can put themselves in that position where they are seen as the victim. They're very good at that.
0: Yeah, and I think they love telling this everybody
1: about that. Yes, and I think that this person who is trying to give this advice has had enough at this point. And uh, maybe at this point, after the verse is said, and then the other individual is looking back at them, that's where the chorus comes in and says, look around, that's not me. I'm not gonna give in to this bull. I'm not going to listen to the same story you're telling every one of our friends and family. Yeah. So look around. That's not me. Not one shred of who I'll be. It seems like they've grown up and maybe been through it themselves. And that's not who I'm going to be. I'm not going to let myself fall to that level that you are Mm -hmm. trying to bring me down to. Um, You don't know what I do. The one way getting out is through. Maybe they're trying to feel that. That's a tough line. There's you don't know what I do. Maybe they're trying to they're accusing them of things. And you don't know me. You don't know what I do. Um, the only the one way of getting out of this is through. There's no lies you yeah. can tell. There's no walking to somebody else for some, you know, a shoulder to cry on. No, the only way to get through this is by going right down the middle.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Now this is the first time in a while I feel like we've had some genius annotations. So I want to give them their due. We got James Woodman uh, four years ago. Says the look around, that's not me, not one shred of who I'll be is a mantra probably spoken to oneself as a reminder to never repeat the behavior shown in verse one. So I could see that like and I do believe uh, there's a, a a YouTube reviewer of the album that talks about this song as potentially being uh, an internal conversation with themselves. So which is an interesting way to look at it. Um, yep. is the chorus is them realizing that all of the stuff they said in verse one is not the type of person that they are or want to be, and they've just got to get through this thing. So I'll get, get the last line to Genius. The one way getting out is through. Uh, this is Mike Dale Height, delete. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you got to bear the situation <laughs> and get through it, handle it and move on. You can't afford, you can't avoid some things and always necessarily bail from it, essentially. So that's what Mike delight. Uh. Yeah.
1: Mike delight. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's the one, the one way that I would decipher this last line of the chorus is the one way getting out is through no matter how you're, you're uh, interpreting the verse and the beginning of the is there's only one way to get through this.
0: Yeah. And you've got to bear it grin and bear it. I think it's As such me. a clever rhyme, too. The, like, you don't know what I'll do. The one way getting out is through. I feel like that's, like, not a... Because that's not a that's not a normal, like, turn of phrase. So it seems, like, very inventive to me. I don't know. The the first two lines? Look around, that's not me. Not no, no, sort of no. no. Fuck those lines. Those are uh, me and be. That's not creative. Do and through mm-hmm. is a creative rhyme to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because... I would almost want to say the one way getting out is through it, like get, to get through something. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't. Right. I, I, I It's not a common turn of phrase to say you just got to get through. You usually say I, you just got to get through this. You got to get through, you know, it's something. Yeah. You're yeah. almost
1: leaving it to the person you're speaking to to interpret that. Right. On the spot. And say, right. You know, but it, it
0: doesn't sound unnatural. So it's mm-mm. very uh, it's very clear. It's just a creative rhyme, I think.
1: Yeah. And I got a hand it to. Speaking of, you were talking about rhyming, but also about uh, metering here, where Jim has for uh, the notes that kind of go. It, you know, this is a four-four, so like bump, 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 yeah. bump, 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 right? Damn, there's no practical advantage. Yeah, man, really Not practical in the advantage. There, man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, and he does it. He he did it so eloquently. I couldn't even tell. I I don't think i knew what that was those those lines were said at that point so reading it back i couldn't place it in my head with with the uh the the music behind right it. and, it, re- and yeah, he, he,
0: it reads like a poem almost
1: yeah uh and then yeah and in my notes i've got now he's in his own mind damn there's no practical advantage maybe he has just got done reaming this person and he's realizing that there's no there's no practical advantage to to the the place that I've taken with this person is that, and now I'm, I'm, he's listening to me or she's listening to me and I've got to uh, maybe continue what I've, what I'm saying with my, with this, I don't know, this, this sort of moment where he's kind of yelling at this person and telling them to that, look, you've got to listen to me right now. This is the only way you, you you're otherwise you're going to be in a, in a loop um, to chase that love from the people hurting you. um, is. I feel like his only way out is now to make this other person hate him. That's it. He's got to maybe sever the relationship that they have, whether it's romantic, if it's friendship, but he's got to take this strong stand and tell the other individual that they got to sack up and start doing something with their life.
0: Right. And you got to go through.
1: Yeah. So I think this is like an internal monologue that this, that this person's having in verse two. Now it's shifted. Not necessarily that they're arguing with themselves the whole time, but now they've taken a step back for the middle verse and are thinking about this in their head. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I like that. And, okay, now this part of verse two I love. These last three lines. See all kinds. Ones who think they need it, the ones who'll take it, then the ones who know the truth. So lists three types of kinds. Yeah. All kinds, ones who think they need it. Maybe it's like an argumentative or a dependent type person. That may be this person, this other individual in the situation. The ones who will take it, which are those that don't necessarily respond or react, but they'll take the disrespect in stride. I don't know if they grow from it. And then there's the ones who know the truth. The ones that listen to what's being said to them or the ones that have realized this themselves. And in this case, maybe that's what this protagonist is saying to the other person is that I know the truth. I know the lies you're trying to tell me. You need to realize that they're lies, and 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 move on. Yeah, from this.
0: The it is the love, right? Um, who will take it? The love? Yeah. So, like, because the previous line is, uh, yeah. Damn, there's no practical advantage to chase the love from the people hurting you. See all kinds: the ones who think they need it, the ones who will take it, and the ones who know the truth. Is the it the love? That, yeah, you know, I was chasing. thinking I was thinking it
1: was more like acceptance, but yours makes more sense because it it uh those lines come immediately after to right. chase that love, need it. So yeah, yeah, it could be love, love or acceptance or understanding. Uh it's some kind of dependency that they think they need. Yeah. They're not strong enough to live without that.
0: Yeah. I think I'm just such a simpleton cuz I still think this could be very political this song, too.
1: And it might be. You know, I'm just yeah. coming I I tend to look at them from from the perspective of a, a relationship. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm, i was i kind of happy to see that this one wasn't one that cried to me. This is, this is two people that are having some lovers uh, tryst, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, another thing that I, that I broke out of this one, one part of this song, this track that I really love is the harmonies that he just jumps into. And I was on easy stems. Okay. Okay. And I was like 95 in the queue. This was on Sunday afternoon and I thought I'm not waiting an hour to get these stems. So I searched I did my my favorite little search which was going through putting my search term in and then adding reddit to the end of it. <laughs> and this 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 other application that uses the same splitter technology called Moises.ai is is available and they have a second a premium tier but their free tier lets you rip it to I think it's up to 4 or 5 stems but what's nice is it saves it in your profile and then lets you use their online mixer what? so i can yeah it's cool i can add the drums bass guitar and vocals individually as we go through this but check this out this is jim's vocals dude only. so tight. and it it does a pretty good job of separating it but it's still it's got that you know it's taking embedded vocals out of a mixed track totally. so this is this is jim here
2: Sounds so great, everything you're saying. Do lies out loud change anything? Go get mad, have a
1: child's tantrum. Till everyone knows how wronged you've been.
2: For the that's not me. Not one should all who I'll be. You don't know. What I do, one way, out
1: this, the the lead vocal line sounds really clean. It's the harmonies that are they sound a little bit garbly. Yeah, sure. But it still has. He's got like two or three at the le- at least two or three layers in there, maybe four. But it's it's such a beautiful harmony. And if you could watch the vocal lines of each one of those or listen to them, clearly you would just hear how well he webs them, uh, inter- intertwines them. Yeah. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah, this he's good such at doing those har- types harmonically? of like, Harmonically? Yeah, he's good at doing those harmony lines that like the melodies, uh, I don't know how to say it. is Are they complementary melodies where they do find themselves sometimes on some words and then they drift off on other. On, yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. And I think that has to has has to do with like look at the look at the piano. You've got your your first, third and fifth notes in a chord. Part of that is is him. I think he's got that piano experience. So he understands those those parts to a chord. So he'll he'll sing those different notes and then take a trail on them. But like you said, he'll throw in every now and then not like a dissonant note, but a note that will make that that vocal line distinct. Yeah and it might be that's not me in this but when he goes up higher or lower but it makes it more distinct when he's doing this three or four part harmony and i wish i could have the clean mix yeah of that of of those oh, man it, it but when you listen to it you'll see it's it's fairly fairly audible so that's a bummer that you can't hear it
0: uh, <laughs> uh the other interesting thing i took about so this is where i got like that this could be a kid talking to their parent and they're having a uh an article uh, a article an argument or a conversation and the kid telling the parent who is trying to impart wisdom that like hey that's not me and you don't uh, i'm literally quoting the song so it sounds dumb but like you could take the chorus as the kid interrupting and giving their point of view like you can trust me you know type of deal um and then to think that a kid would end the line
1: with the one way getting out is through i would be my mind would be blown (laughs) if one of my kids said that to me he's like well
0: i'm I'm thinking of like a 16 (laughs) 17 year old like yeah yeah um and then it made me think like oh this is why because mark had written general generational divide about an argument he had with his son and was very open about that um that you know jim is a father uh and you know we really don't know his relationship with his kids but dads are dads and they're gonna have arguments with their kids um so it's very possible that maybe he was inspired uh um absolutely this was four years ago mm-hmm. and his you know
1: his kids were probably pre-teens yeah and uh, you know, maybe more than pre-teens and i guess i, I like the
0: idea of like uh, and generational divide is this way too of writing a song from the perspective of giving the kid the benefit of the doubt and giving the kid the power almost. Because then I wondered, is the last chorus the parent uh, uh apologizing and or coming to an understanding, even though the words are exactly the, the same? La- the last the perspective verse? of the verses. Oh, the last. I see the perspective of the verses. Because the last verse is slow things down uh, and basically imparts right. some some more softball wisdom, whereas the very, very beginning is very vengeful and spiteful. The second verse is sort of uh, uh, walking it back a little bit. And the third verse is sort of uh, a sense of calm. And then after the, you know, quote unquote, you know, this is just a the theory. My best theory <laughs> Um <laughs> uh, after twice of the kid explaining to the parent that, Hey, I've got this, then in verse three, the parent coming to that understanding and singing the chorus back to the kid in the same words, mm. but it it takes on a different meaning when the parent's saying it back and understanding and saying, Hey, I know we had an argument, but that's not me. You know what I mean, so I don't know, I don't want to
1: switch sides. <laughs> because I've, I initially thought that verse three was still from the perspective of this main protagonist in here. But I could very much see that that could be, like in your in your idea of the parent, um, especially with that second line. So let's start with that first line. So slow things down, baby. Check your motives. Don't do or say anything rash. Almost like calm down. Okay, let's just take this down a notch. Yeah. But the second line, sleep at night and stand up straight, I could see a parent saying that to a kid once the adult has realized that there's Mm -hmm. their child has reached this next level of uh, awareness and they're smarter than maybe we're giving them credit for. Okay. Then continue sleep at night, you know, do what you're supposed to do to be healthy, sleep at night, stand up straight, be a proper human being. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the final is that is you were talking about imparting wisdom. Maybe this is the, the adult giving their last word before they head off to bed. Is keep in mind, there's a big, big difference between letting go and running away. Right. Um, so in, for either party, maybe letting go shows a conscious decision. Uh, running away shows like no power but reacting to something. So yeah. be the one in power at least, no matter what it is that you do. So you need to let you need to be able to let go and as opposed to running away where you could come
0: right back to where you are next time. Also, I love when we talked about when Jim says honey and stuff like that. But when he says like baby, like I love when he, I, I I wrote the word platitudes, but I'm not sure like what exactly is that conjunction? Like, you know what I mean? Like uh, the term of endearment or something. I love when he throws those into the lines. It seems so conversational. <laughs> I wish I could hear him talk talk,
1: or say that that term in just a natural conversation.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's nice, baby.
0: Yeah, it makes me, it reminds <laughs> Bruce me. Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it reminds me of, I think it might be in one of my community things or at least i came across it when researching community but somebody was talking about when they got to meet jim after a show they were like standing out by the buses or something and then all of a sudden jim comes up behind all them like who y'all waiting for <laughs> um which just seems so like nice just one of the gang man yeah man
2: yeah
0: <laughs> um, and the fact that he said who y'all waiting for like seems so like yeah. like even that is like you know, so conversation. I, I want I want Jim to work out who y'all waiting for uh, line into a song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> has he I don't think he's used the, the word y'all, though, has he? I don't think so. I'd have to look. Uh, ah. um, I think AZ Lyrics has it so you can look through all of the text based lyrics. Um, and uh, I wonder if I could search all of their songs really quickly. Um, I'll take a look at that. But yeah.
1: OK. But just to put a, li- a nice little uh, capstone on this song, it's a it's a quick song. So we've got just under three minutes and I listened to it a couple of times and it does that the last few uh, the beats, it slows down and does kind of a, a breakaway with the like the arpeggiated guitar. Right. But it comes quicker than I thought. There's a there's the two two verses and choruses. Right. Then it goes into the solo, which is fairly quick. And it's, you know, for for Jimmy World, it's it's a little bit it's warmed up. I wouldn't say it's on fire or shredding, but, you know, it's 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 a pretty cool solo. And then it goes back into the last verse. But by that time, the last chorus comes around. There's no extended music once is out is through. It just kind of it it just the the tempo uh, breaks up. Yeah. And just cuts out. And then you're into your last your final track of the album or the last final couple tracks.
0: Yeah. Uh, No, I don't have them
1: saying y'all. In any songs. <laughs> you know who does say that though. I'll tell you what:
0: uh, Rivers Cuomo definitely says "y'all." I love that. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't think blink One Eight Two has a "y'all" song. Um, so yeah, you'd mentioned the arpeggiated guitars, I, and I wrote in the structure. I said root note leads with accents, and it's not a standard four note verse where it's it's not like I, I don't. I wish I had. I wish I had the musical know how. Maybe you do. But what do you call like? Like he's really kind of walking around the verse. The verse dances around a lot more than just four straight chords. The the choruses are straight, four straight chords. Like standard pop, you know, uh songwriting. But the verses are almost more folky in that they have that root note that like you kind of follow around. ba ma ba ma ba ma ba-ma-ma ba ma
1: yeah, so uh, for example, with the first verse, sounds would be on the beat, and Correct. lies lies is on the beat, and then he goes back to original the the original where go is back on the on the drop beat, and then till everyone so everyone knows so he kind of leads into the
0: second the second yeah. line, and it it is fourth fourth lines, four four, yeah. but it's not like it's not one chord per beat if that makes sense, like it's. And not one chord per beat, but, like, consider the chorus. Uh, It's only four chords, except for maybe the one way getting out is through. I think he goes up to a different note. But, like, I think of, like, the structure on, uh, like, what's the standard, like, with or without you chord structure, right? That's four chords. And that's, like, you can write a zillion songs with those four chords. The verses in this song aren't that they're more of like a folky type of it. It dances to like six or eight different notes as opposed to four notes. Am I like coming across? Like, are you following? <laughs> well, and I think it's no,
1: he's adding in. It, there's so many lyrics and he does a good job of punctuating them on. And it seems, I think what you're saying is it seems like it's not four, four, even though
0: it, it is. And sorry. And, and, and four, that's not four. what I, Yeah. It's not four four. I'm talking about the the chords. I'm talking about yeah, the number of four chords, chords. Like in there too. Standard pop songwriting is usually like three to four chords in uh in a phrase. So like uh like you know half of Blink One Eighty two songs are three chords. Like that's like a punk rock has three chords. Um uh and like that's why I'm like take the chorus of this song. It's literally four chords, except for maybe five, because there's like, I think it goes to a different note on the last phrase, but the structure, like, why don't you play through the structure of that first, even the opening, he hits so many different notes. It's not just four chords. It's not like, and then it goes back to one again. Here, let's take a listen. I don't hear it if you're playing it. Sounds perfect. So <laughs> Everything you're saying, do lies out loud,
1: change anything. Go get mad, have a child's tantrum till everyone
2: knows how wrong you've
1: been. around, that's not me. Okay, I'm looking at the chords now. Are you just saying that? the, the I chord changes yeah, over it too. is over two measures as opposed to one measure so you've Maybe got that's, eight chords yeah. but and it's five yeah, it's, different
0: chords it's c sharp major e a e a e b and, and i think I got it. I going back and forth between e and a so many times seems like a very like johnny cash like folk
1: boom da, ba boom ba boom pa yeah. boom
0: pop. yeah very much um but
1: it's slower yeah yeah so it, I get what you're saying now. But then look at the chorus.
0: The chorus is four straight chords. F sharp major, A, E, B, F sharp major, A, E, B, F sharp major, A, E, B. And then he goes back to the A like that's standard pop songwriting. But look, yeah, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven chords in the phrase. Damn, there's no practical advantage to chase that love from people hurting you. He hits seven different chords. Not different, I guess, but seven chords, whereas... In look around. That's not me. Not one tread of who I'll be. He only hits. I mean, he only hits four chords.
1: Right. It makes the verse more. I don't. I don't like the word sing-songy. It makes the verse more lyrical than the chorus. Ah, the chorus seems there, like uh, yeah. putting a little stamp on it. Like that's that's it. You you listen to what I had to say. This is the stamp. Then it goes into verse two and does that. Yeah. Uh, now, but now I get what you're saying. Visually looking at the chords, uh, and those are minors, not majors. The little. Uh, Oh, <laughs> C sharp minor and F sharp minor, but yeah, you got the right idea. It's it's seven chords for the verse. They play the B twice, and then it's yeah, it's four chords for the the chorus, which it 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 makes it more lively. The chorus, I guess, it yeah. just brings brings back your attention.
0: Yeah, and, and yeah, you know, right. Zach's just going on, on the crash time. and like all that stuff, but yeah. So yeah, uh, so yeah, that was a long. Uh, digression but yeah it was something that i thought was worth noting so yeah uh you briefly touched on the the guitar solo which i think is a a standout thing on this song um i like there's like a pinch harmonic in there isn't there or it's like definitely like a bent (whistles) yeah like a bent neck uh uh i imagine I Imagine like the Marty McFly, like you know, at the end of his guitar solo and Back to the Future. Your kids like, are gonna love it, yeah. Uh, uh, just <laughs> when that he like, just stops and he's just
1: all pulled up, totally. The neck yeah, is man. almost vertical, yes, next dude,
0: to yes, dude, <laughs> yeah. The uh, so oh my god, that's what the, we should the do. The okay, that's session. what I'm gonna do for this one Is I'm gonna put, I'm gonna take the uh, I'm gonna take the guitar solo <laughs> footage and put it to the uh, guitar solo of this. Song.
1: <laughs> oh, perfect.
0: Um, but when we get
1: to the the covers part, I was actually actively looking at the the one cover that I was able to find. Um, Me too. I wanted to look at what he did, and sure enough, it was it. It's a pinch harmonic up at the. I want to say up I don't at the know 12. how to do. I've never done a pinch harmonic. I don't know how to do them. They're not easy, man. Oh, they're not easy. And there's there's a couple kinds. There's there's just a normal harmonic, but then the pinch one, you actually have to use your thumb to to make the harmonic noise. Huh. Like that's what. As opposed to, like, let's say when you take your finger, and you can take your finger above the, and I hope I'm I'm saying this right. If I'm not, four a four J E Pod to our, our guitar virtuosos out there. But when you hover your fingers over the twelfth fret, seventh fret, fifth fret, um, let's say on on the E and the B string, and you uh-huh. and you just hover over it, you'll hear the harmonics. Correct. But it goes the other direction too, so you can do the same thing, but you can't necessarily get your fingers up there when you're bending the notes so you use your thumb to to pull that harmonic and i think that's what a pinch harmonic is mm. is when you, you it's a it's not an easy thing but once you get it you kind of feel it it's almost weezer's like got tons to of pinch on. harmonics oh yeah and i love it especially their more more recent stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah man oh my gosh don't get i'm me so excited on it.
0: for van weezer dude Ugh. i think it's like everything i've wanted weezer to do since like the green album yeah they're like
1: unapologetically 100 weezer this yeah. is it
0: man <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so uh we got this is a e major key 12b camelot 251 duration shortest track on the album i think um almost uh it's uh get right is
1: uh just a couple seconds shorter
0: oh okay and that's the lead single just i believe a couple so seconds yeah that's the lead single that's that's got to be like primed pop radio you know yeah uh yeah, and true. 108 bpm Uh, And I did a very, very, very. I didn't think of anything clever to do rave DJ wise, so I let Toombat take the wheel on this one. Um, So, and I have not (laughs) heard it. Take the wheel, yeah. (laughs) Oh man, that's even it's even better. Yeah. Um, uh, Let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, I had nothing on song meanings, which I thought was interesting. Uh, But I guess it's 2016, so song meanings, I guess, was dead ish then. (laughs) Um yeah oh yeah, I, I did pull be. this because uh there's so little on this song um, the difference between through and through so uh and not through like I threw something I'm talking about t h r u versus t h r o u g h which are synonymous but spelled differently so. Through with a gh is the only acceptable way to spell the word in a formal situation, in informal situations, and especially when texting or instant messaging. The form t h r u is becoming increasingly popular. Now, I found that interesting. This is from Grammarly's website, I believe. Um, I found that interesting because uh, the ride at Disneyland, the attraction at Disneyland that was in place of where star tours is now was an attraction from let me see when adventure through inner space, it was called adventure through inner space, um, with THRU and that attraction opened in 67. So, I mean, I a hundred percent base my THRU spelling on that attraction. Um, <laughs> not for brevity yeah. or anything. It's just cause I love that attraction. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. It made me think, and a, a lot of places spell drive through T H R U. Um, and I was gonna say,
1: when did drive throughs, you know, become commonplace? The fifties, right? Yeah, I think so. Let's see. I well, would imagine that's when you know the the hops and the diners and all that stuff. So I would imagine that that would make sense on a sign. On sign. Opened in nineteen forty
0: seven at Red's Giant Hamburg on Route sixty six in Springfield, Missouri. That was the first drive through. Thank you. Reds and Reds did it, huh? Reds did it. So that's, <laughs> that's that. And then outside of that, uh, I found on Jimmy Eat world. The only time they mentioned this song on their Twitter was that Apple music put it on their best of the week playlist. Uh, let's see when it was that they did it. It was October 24th, 2016. So just that week of the record coming out. Um, and Mitch Yeg on Twitter says, my favorite song on the album. And then uh, Easy Peasy Squeeze the Lemon says, I love that song so much, cry face. Um, so I give them both a like to see if. Uh,
1: <laughs> well, I was if we're going to talk about about uh, what people are saying about it. I did come across a I think this was. Yeah, this was a 2019 The Integrity Blues Survivor. Uh, and it was the, the the ending results. This was the one that Pebble Swift put together. Uh, but his comment on this, uh, he said, "I was secretly also on Team Through. <laughs> I wanted to see if it could pull off the win. It almost had you with me beating the eighth round. Um, let me see how far, how long that lasted. It didn't go as far. I mean, I think it got knocked out pretty quickly the first time with. Uh, oh, who was it?" on a bird on a wire that did the the previous ones uh i don't remember yeah me neither. anyway um yeah where did it end up sitting yeah it got knocked out in round eight
0: yeah so it's funny that you mentioned team through because uh somebody posted this as the song of the week uh and this was 10 months ago phoebe jb 131 says team through it's the most underrated song of theirs. Um and uh so yeah, there was definitely a, a groundswell of support for uh for this song. And even because JG four two nine runs the song of the week uh thing, Ella Bella Medella said, I thought you would have submitted this one by yourself. Uh so I guess JG429 <laughs> also really likes this song. So
1: lots of people love this song. Yeah, Snake Oil 27 picked it for his integrity blues um choice from rank the albums that everyone chooses one favorite song from their at this point, this was five months ago, so they had, uh, yeah, nine uh, listed here, ten listed here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, for Integrity Blues, he picked, or he or she picked through.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see. What other things? Oh, let's look at some of these reviews. So uh, this is just, uh oh, let's see who this is. This is ARTV, who we've heard before. Um, I'm going to paste this into Watch Together, but I think we need to jump to 620 because it's it won't, give... it won't take my timestamp. Uh you know, one of these days, um, that guy's logo looks like the Roxy logo. Um, <clears throat> um, one of these days, Watch Together is going to update their uh, their interface, and it's going to take timestamps, and I'm going to be very excited.
1: And we see the guitar structure there paired up with some electronics. not really sounding that great, but obviously we have so many moments on the album to contrast that. And especially, I have to give praise and highlight the tune, through. It's the shortest one on this album, but it's one of the most powerful. I love how hopeful it is. The guitars soar on the bridge of this thing, and just are very simplistic, but they also have so much inertia and life in them. And I love that it just keeps the album driving forward. It's probably one of my favorite Jimmy Eat World songs from
0: the past decade. This song is just phenomenal. Did he? Was that wow? The end of it? I didn't hear favorite.
1: It. favorite yeah, favorite. Yeah, pretty good timing there. Uh, favorite track from the past decade. He used the term soaring guitars.
0: I buy it, yeah,
1: yeah, me too. It uh,
0: the, the little that little miniature solo in there delivers to me, yeah, in my opinion. Uh, so this next person is Spectrum Pulse, and I wrote, Dude sounds like Mr. Movie Phone. Uh, so <laughs> I think this dude's thing is at six minutes, 31 seconds. He talks about through, so let's take a listen.
1: ...is being just as intuitive to the breakdown, it looks if like, not uh, worse, when it's Trude not working Parker for your partner, like even Mr. if Movie you Fools. don't want to oh, say yeah.
0: it, which makes the breakdown <laughs> of internal barriers feel so liberating
1: on you are free, and the rational, almost amicable split of the end is beautiful, it's actually got some real poignance to it. Now, for a while, though, I thought the immediate follow-up through didn't work and almost came across as a bitchy as the protagonist rejects a <laughs> tidal wave of dissent and victimization, until you realize it's an internal monologue, and the last of those insecurities hold him back
0: burning away and i really do love this did he finish Mm. talking about through yeah uh
1: yeah internal monologues uh blowing him away burning him away Uh, i i believe so
0: okay but yeah that uh, yeah so he's the guy yeah that i that i remember talked about it being an internal monologue um which uh we sort of touched on a little bit so yeah yeah and it
1: could absolutely be i'm just seeing it as as a an outward conversation uh an internal and then Another outward one for that third verse. Yeah.
0: But to each their own. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm going to do a couple more community things before I get to one of the other things I wanted to do. Um, uh, oh, I didn't talk about. Eh, let's finish up this. <laughs> this will be a weird out of order episode. Uh, so while searching the Facebook group for through, obviously, this is not an easy song to search <laughs> for. Oh, yeah. Um, because it's a lot, lot of quotes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So uh I'll go with this guy, Matthew Miller, because he actually talks about the song specifically. Um he chose this, uh, this is on the Facebook group, uh, as the his favorite track on integrity blues, and his runner-up is You With Me. Um, which is sort of follows what we sort of saw on the the Survivor series. I think you with me and through were pit up against each other a bit, right? Yeah. And then this was an interesting story I th- I found. I-, I had come across it a while ago, and I think it just came it like through. She uses the word through in here somewhere. Um, but it's a fun little anecdote. So Allie Walters on the Facebook group says, Others have shared their stories of meeting the guys. Here's mine. My aunt and uncle live in Phoenix, and I visited often. Last uh, one year, I was down for 4th of July. It's a dry heat. I love it. And my aunt happens to mention this person, Jim, that she knows and how he has a band. And I'm like, what? Uh, Not sure how my aunt didn't know that I've loved this band since forever. Anyway, after I semi freak out and we realize who we're talking about, she says that we were invited to a barbecue at a mutual friend's house for the fourth. Do I want to go? Um, yes, it was pretty (laughs) cool experience. Both he and Amy were totally nice and friendly, and I was dead set on not saying I was a fan since he was with his family. My aunt finally outed me halfway through the party, and he was still super cool and nice. Fourth of July has always been my favorite holiday, but now it definitely has a very special place for me. Uh, And then she posts a picture of her and Jim at this backyard barbecue, which I thought was just so fun. What a lovely story. And wholesome, right? Um, Yeah. So before I get to the other thing, uh, Uh, I do have notable high note of an A4 on this and a notable low note of an E3, and they've played it 20 times. Uh, Mm. The first time they played it was November 15th, 2016, so even I didn't see it, and that's when they went to Germany. So after I saw them, they hit the road or hit the plane And skipped a pond and all that jazz uh, went over to Germany and played it. And then the last time they played it was in Osaka, Japan on June 2nd, 2017. So they only played it for about seven months. Um, But we are lucky enough that they did an iHeartRadio performance. And I remember watching this at work because I literally work half a mile from where they did this iHeartRadio performance. But uh, I'm going to paste this into watch together and we can, uh, yeah, we got time. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, play this uh, live version of Through from January 13th, 2017.
2: Hey, thanks a lot. If we got time, we're gonna do this one. It's called Through.
0: <laughs> hashtag iHeartJimmyEatWorld
2: <laughs> I'm
0: gonna look up that hashtag Go get mad
2: About the child's tantrum Till everyone knows how wrong
0: So sick, I'll just talk over this. Two people so far were very excited that they played through. Emmett Selk Simp, I'm assuming, (laughs) I don't know what the word simp in there makes me think that that is not this person's name, (laughs) Um, uh, but they said they played through OMG uh, Cry Face with the hashtag I Heart Jimmy World, and then Joyce, Joycey Joyce says, finally I got to see through performed live, not in person, but still live.
1: It's recorded really well, man.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It the, uh, sounds. These are what uh, we in the Blink community call pro shot. Um, but yeah, love that stuff.
1: There it is. Did he do the pinch harmonic? Um, I didn't hear it. No, he did a lot of um, octaves lot though, of Oh notes. tight ones too. I mean, like he, he goes all over the neck Thank and he hits. So much, for in. I mean, you're throwing you're throwing your two fingers back and forth. Yeah. Up and down the neck, man. He's got uh, he
0: practices. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, Jake T. O'Donnell. Has got this in his uh, top 50, one through 50. Wow. I'm going to guess, ooh, uh, through, I think he likes this one. I'm going to say 17. Oh, that's a little high. Uh, 46. Uh, so mm. let's see what he's he says and see if it completely changes our mind on the song and maybe he th- he has a better interpretation. Um Based purely on guitar work, Through is one of the standout tracks from Integrity Blues. If I had to rank my favorite guitar parts of Through, I'd go with the chorus power chords, chiming harmonics, the post chorus take on the main riff, the opening main riff, the guitar solo, and then the creeping verse guitars. That's a lot of really great guitar parts all in under <laughs> three minutes. But Through is a lot more than just the sum of its guitar parts. It's a breakup song where Jim's speaker isn't mincing words on how he feels. Go get mad have a child's tantrum so everyone knows how wrong you've been. So he put wrong here but it's wronged Um, which I don't think I ever sang it correctly either. Uh, There's a big big difference between letting go and running away. Sonically through is classic Jimmy Eat World containing their signature sounds. The kind of song only they've been able to make through these years. Through always stuck with me as the type of song that could have been on virtually any album they've done, and we'll come across a few more of those before this list is over. I think that's a good uh sum up of I could see that through. Because yeah, here's this the fits thing fits in really well. Yeah, I remember so uh Kevin Brown was very excited to talk about Through and uh and he will uh in this episode. Um I could not f- for the life of me tell you what song it was. <laughs> like it's and, and I guess in the best way and and Jake T. O'Donnell puts it succinctly, this could be on any rec, any of their records. Like I guess it feels very futures a little bit to me, um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I I think it's like yeah, one of those songs that could have been anywhere. Now, uh, did you
1: have any more commentary from the community? No, or did you want to listen to your unheard? <laughs> A rave DJ. Oh
0: yeah, let's do it. Did you have a rave because DJ? I have Did one. You put I, one I
1: have one. Yes, I have one. But are I'm, you happy with it? I haven't that heard you mine. You can't
0: hear it. Oh yeah, I can't yeah. hear
1: it. Yeah, I'm happy with it. Um,
0: yeah. If I put it in the watch together, I mean, will you be able to hear it then? Uh, let's see. So what I can do? Let's let's jerry rig this. I'm gonna put an AirPod in and turn my uh, speakers on. I don't know what that'll do to the Discord, but we'll see. Um. <laughs> So I'm gonna They all changes. grab their Oops. ears. I have a feeling I just <sighs> took over my wife's uh whatever she was watching in the better. <laughs> I clicked the wrong thing. Okay. Uh all right. Uh oh uh oh, did you upload yours to YouTube? Because otherwise you can't put I it did. and watch together. Okay.
1: Yep. It is uploaded. Uh so yeah. You want me to play mine first? You yeah, ready? Go ahead. Yep. Okay. This is called uh I guess you would say hip new. Uh not hipnoff. But uh, this is uh, Mr. Biggie Smalls and Jimmy Eat World. Oh hell This one yes. is in honor in honor of Kevin because I think he does he he has some good tracks that he that he mixes. So here we go. This came out pretty good.
2: mm <laughs>
0: Love when it loops stuff back. Yeah. Sounds dope. Yeah.
1: So let's listen to your mystery. Okay, so I gotta track.
0: say because I did not upload it to YouTube, I, I kind of stopped doing that because it kept flagging them. Um, maybe well, I... it does.
1: It, it puts in. a... I do it right before we record, so even though it throws in the copyright claim, it still lets me play it. Oh yeah. Through this,
0: so I don't know if that makes any difference. But I'll just send you the thing and then I'll hit play on my end at the same time. Okay. So this is called through. This one's not fun because they just put an X between the two song names. But this is called Through X Fields and Fences. I was not familiar with this yellow card song. I
1: don't think it's good. No. (laughs) Hold on. I want to give it to the beat.
0: what's funny is that so i tune bat had them as like the same tempo or something or the same bpm but they did not sound like it sounded like through was slowed down yeah i don't know man sometimes sometimes the bat is hey hey uh... hey watch it
1: Uh, yeah it did it was a little too chaotic as much as i love uh you know disarray in music like this yeah <laughs> it's a little too much
0: um and then finally unless you had anything else uh we have our one cover which i'm assuming we found the same one yeah and he bang he, I, he really does a bang up job man yeah so this is uh our friend sugar pill um who we've seen in the past um and uh i'll go ahead and load it up and watch together and i'll take a listen yeah. to my airpod jump forward to the bridge and see what we get yeah let's see if we get that guitar solo solid covers, man. Yeah, man. Um and it's funny cuz I I guess we're not really missing anything in terms of uh what we had talked about at the beginning cuz there was no Lenora Avons uh video for through. Um, yeah. I guess it's Which I'm glad I didn't spend too much time on the uh Yeah, right. <laughs> on the routing. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh yeah, uh the guest on this episode is Kevin Brown who is uh been a longtime listener and is uh one of our patrons uh at the um higher devotion tier which means he gets the guest on an episode so um uh that'll be very exciting to hear he was very excited to talk about the song so uh we'll hear what uh a uh, a through stan um uh thinks <laughs> uh, uh how the, how they how they interpret the song i guess um otherwise justin is there anything else uh, that you uh, had on the song through. No,
1: I, uh, you know, it's a quick, it's a quick hitter. It's very hard. I like it. Um, the The solo, the solo is is decent on this one. It's a good one. It uh, it hits home. So what do you think of this track?
0: It really took me, I like, it's like a quintessential integrity blues track, um, but it's almost like uh, how I remember us describing 10 being like almost easily forgettable. Um, and uh, I think having sat with it and reading through the lyrics and coming up with different interpretations, I have a better appreciation for it. But yeah, definitely coming into the song, I was like, what is this song? And I think, other than (laughs) one way getting out is through and the guitar solo, I didn't remember much about this song. So, uh, again, with this project, uh, it's us kind of getting more intimate with these songs and uh, in the end, uh yeah, I think it's a fun jam. I, I don't know that I'm at the place with other fans like putting it at this like I I mean, I don't know, maybe I feel I feel something that the fans are putting it at like God tier Jimmy World level, and I'm not saying it's a bad <laughs> song at all. I just don't know if I'm gonna like be excited to throw on through ever, like while I'm driving. Right. <laughs> Although I mean, hey, that pinch if harmonic, it, it that turn, whole if it solo comes is on. sick, like yeah,
1: I mean, if it comes on, I'll crank it, but I don't know if I would actively go seeking this, this yeah. track. And
0: what is it, the one mil guitar solo that I hate so much? Like, it's better oh, than dude. that. yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, um, uh, until next time, I guess, I just hope everybody continues to be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. Sounds so great, everything you're saying.
1: Do lies out loud change anything? Go get mad, have a child's tantrum, till everyone knows how wronged you've been. Look around, that's not me, not one shred of who I'll be. You don't know what i do, the
0: one way getting
2: out is through.
0: Yo, what up Kevin, how
2: are you? Doing good, Dave. How
0: are you? I'm okay. I'm uh, just setting some levels here because I'm at work, so I'm using a different microphone than I use for the pod. Uh, A microphone I have used in the past for the show, though. I had a podcast just before uh, Jimmy Pod, and uh, my computer crashed often enough that I've gotten—I hate it. I don't record on a computer anymore, so I got a Zoom recorder, and I route everything through there
2: actually it's funny you mentioned that i am also using a zoom recorder um the uh, h6 oh nice that's what i'm on (laughs)
0: this 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 interview is brought to you by the nice folks at zoom making the h6 (laughs) recorder um yeah like i would never use it but i kind of want that extra attachment to add two more xlr inputs like Never am I going to, unless we do like a live show or something, I'm never going to have that many reasons to have XLR inputs.
2: (laughs) So why do you have an H6? Honestly, I needed a good pickup for recording my philosophy lectures because my professor was more or less looking for a student to step up as a TA to record the lectures. So I wanted to make sure that I had the crispest quality possible. So the H6 was just definitely the way to go. Yeah. Needless to say, I, yeah, my records are now impeccable compared to like most of other people's class notes. <laughs> it was definitely nice to have, especially because um, this was right before the school shut down because of Corona. Um, yeah. So we had like this whole uh, block of lectures that was pre-recorded on my recorder, and then he provided the second half of the class from like I think it was 2016. And when you compare the two audios, it just woof nice it was uh definitely interesting trying to follow along for the second half of class
0: (laughs) all right i'm pulling up my show notes so in the event that i want to um because yeah you haven't heard the episode yet i have not heard the episode uh let's see which one yeah so we did record it i I, my guess is because justin just sent me we have a patreon episode going up today uh where we go through our mixtapes and uh i think he's waiting on this interview i think so we'll give this to him and he'll tack it on to that episode and then this episode will go live for patreon on monday and then uh for everybody else next friday so cuz what is this week what is uh oh this no this week we recorded through what's what's the previous episode that's i'm swearing. um oh rockstar like
2: i think oh rockstar yeah that's right yeah.
0: oh wow that's that's a trip to think that rockstar hasn't gone out yet <laughs>
2: yeah i think that is on patreon right
0: now yeah and then of course i already listened to it monday but yeah then it's like kind of in one ear out the other like i'll go back and listen to previous episodes and be like oh interesting (laughs) uh okay so uh we can go ahead and get this one started ladies and gentlemen uh welcoming to the pod one of our earliest supporters uh he's present on discord he's present on our patreon ladies and gentlemen kevin brown
2: thanks for having me here yeah how's it going
0: Oh, we're good, and I'm very excited to hear about Through from a Through Stan's perspective, because uh, you haven't heard the episode yet, but I I, I grew to love the song, but uh, at the beginning it was kind of, um, I couldn't even tell you what the song sounded like, um, and even after sort of uh, haphazardly listening to it, I was like, yeah, it's like, you know, it's an integrity blues track, it's what it is, um, but I am very much uh, in the minority, like, you are what seems to be in the majority of people that really, really like this song. So, uh, uh, I thought it would be interesting because a, this was the song you were interested in discussing and B, you have an affinity for this song and I'd love to hear it from your perspective.
2: Definitely. So, um, I think one of the big things uh, about "Through" that makes it unique is honestly the um, the placement of the track in the listing, mainly because it's right before um, the penultimate song and the closer. So you know you have "Through," then "Integrity Blues," and then "Paul Roger," and you kind of like get this grand crescendo almost right here at "Through," and it's just making this very loud and bold statement mm-hmm. about. Um, really kind of what's been boiling up in the themes throughout the album about uh, kind of like letting go, especially since this is the track that immediately follows The End Is Beautiful. So you kind of have this like almost ballad that occurs and then it just brings it into this almost snap realization that honestly you're worth more than constantly seeking after this idea of uh, of love from people that aren't good for you. And it's an idea that you just need to let them go and that by letting them go, you're effectively becoming more authentic to yourself. So really, just like how almost genius, really, I guess is the best word for it, is seeing the progression between The End is Beautiful through Integrity Blues, and then you kind of lull into Paul Roger, it's kind of like, this is where we're going to end our episode or the season of a TV show. Sure, yeah. Because it definitely kind of just mellows out perfectly from like that ballad to that you know, rocking Um, i do climax
0: yeah i do think that's something that gets lost on the show because we do the episodes sort of out of order uh of the release is you lose that context of how they fit within the record so like on the caveman episode we do sort of talk about how the song comes out of digits and has a nice transition But usually we'll only talk about that if there is a musical transition, which in a playlist world, we don't really have songs like that anymore, which I sort of miss. But you do have a point like and Justin and I don't talk about this as much of uh, how the album flows in and of itself and how the track listing informs the themes of the album and the story that's being told in a larger grand sense so we get very granular and talk very specifically about songs as opposed to the context of the songs what comes before what comes after what it's setting up and things like that so i think that's a really good perspective that we sort of lose i had been kicking around the idea of doing patreon episodes about full records instead of just songs um and that might even help cut down I, although we've covered just about every release that, thus far but usually half of those episodes where we touch on a song from an album that we either haven't talked about in a long time or haven't talked about at all we talk about the making of that record and then you know 45 minutes later we start talking about the song so uh anyway i wanted to point out that's a good perspective and something to think about going forward
2: it's kind of funny that um you mentioned like as far as forcing that perspective the uh, the person who kind of got me thinking that way in regards to the band's albums is oddly enough Zach. Um, just to kind of put some I guess context on me and this record, like out of all of the Jimmy World records out there, I was introduced in the Futures era. So from there, I kind of just grew up into it and followed it through up until here, we hit Integrity Blues. And this was the album that released while I was actually stationed in uh, Grafenveer, Germany. I was actually in the army at the time, and uh, they were uh, touring during that um during that release i think it was the posters on my wall um around the 17th of november back in 2016 they had uh, had a show in stuttgart uh or was it um i believe sorry, we bring that show season.
0: up on this episode
2: yeah no it's so this is actually i think the where they debuted that song which, yeah um, was Hamburg, the first november was yeah yep. Mm-hmm. yep so uh over in amberg um they um they played the the uh, song alive for the first time i am smack front and center of that crowd
0: oh that's so tight um,
2: and um i'm bouncing around rocking out and oddly enough this is the same set where at the very end zach um points me out in the crowd and hands me one of the drumsticks
0: oh i remember you telling so, that story yeah. yeah no it is
2: this is this is my bragging um <laughs> kind of step right here it was everything it was just it was perfect everything about it was amazing. Um, So, after the show, I wanted Zach to sign the drumstick, and he and I were kind of talking about it, and I recalled an interview that he did with, um, I think it might have been one of the local German um, news stations, and they were talking about putting in my enemy instead of, um, let's see, I think it was, uh, you are free. So, Mm -hmm. it was going to be pass the baby, um, get right, my enemy. And that would have just been three really hard rocking tracks back to back. And um, Zach originally advocated for that. And the turnaround, when the band kind of had that discussion, they decided they were going to put You Are Free instead of My Enemy and release My Enemy as an awesome B side. Um, so that was when I kind of like really took a minute to think that how much effort and time goes into figuring out that track order. Yeah. And that's really where my appreciation of Through kind of comes into um, place here is that it's really just this like song that brings together all of these themes and really just makes the point at the uh, second to last um, section Let's see here in verse three. Keep in mind there's a big, big difference between letting go and running away. Mm -hmm. And just that right there is just kind of like that cherry on top of like everything that built up in this album talking about how people can't be good for you and how like, you know, you have those inner voices inside your head saying you're not good enough. All of that is just saying you're just going to let it go. And you're not running away from it. You're not running away from your problems. Instead, you're just approaching it from a different perspective. And you're letting the things you know you can't control and you can't um, allow them to affect you anymore. So it's just all around an awesome take on an awesome song.
0: Yeah. Now, what is your perspective? Or what do you see as the perspective of the song? We have a lot of theories about... What this song could be about I even at one point I was like is this song about Trump like I know the past the baby I've seen is supposedly the political song on the record but the whole first verse sounds like Donald Trump throwing a fit Um, and then (laughs) I thought because Justin and I are both are you are you a parent.
2: Um, I'm actually not a parent. Um, We wondered if this
0: was a conversation between uh, uh, a parent and a child um, and uh, and potentially switching perspectives by the end of the song. Um, but what is your sort of thought of of the story or the the who is the narrator here and who what's what's happening?
2: I think um, really the uh, so the first part is I actually think my enemy would be more that strong political song. This is like sure. side note. Um, but moving into really just kind of breaking it down by verse, um, one of my favorite philosophers because I studied uh, philosophy when I was an undergrad. Is Marcus Aurelius, and his you know the work he's well known for is the Meditations. Now, it's not so well commonly known that he originally just wrote that as a journal to himself. So, honestly, I think it's the narrator talking to themselves. Okay. Now, yeah. granted, I've heard a variety of different takes on this that it could be somebody talking to somebody else and saying this is just a nasty breakup and you're overreacting to how these things have been going on. You're just whining and crying and you're expecting everyone to take your side and all this stuff. And I'm like, it it seems too surface level. I think there's something else deeper kind of going on down there. And when you kind of back up and you think about really just this internal conversation, this internal monologue that you're having with yourself, it's really making you stop and think, well, how often am I, i really complaining about this particular situation um and it's way too easy to do that nowadays especially on the variety of socials that are out there Mm -hmm. and um the the i guess the instant gratification of being able to like you know blast something out there and getting that instant feedback because it's definitely a very instantly gratifying thing um and then it's kind of almost like a decoration to the self for the course. Just, you know, hey, look around. That's, it's not me. And it's not going to be who I will ever be. Um, and the only way of getting out of it is just kind of blast through it. It's just to kind of like just go directly through it and deal with it head on. Yeah. And trying to like sort out your own internal struggle. Cause I definitely think it kind of keys back into that letter that was given um, right before the release. Of That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I didn't, that, we didn't uh, go into that letter on this episode, but yeah.
2: Oh man. Yeah. No, it's just, again, I think the letter really just takes the theme of this album and just kind of prefaces it almost. This is like a really good preface to the album um, because it, it says it right here in the second paragraph. Emotional injury is usually our own making. It's our ego fighting to selectively ignore reality that may not reflect our expectations. And I think that just nails it right on the head and through. It's saying this wasn't what I was expecting. It totally went the other way, and I'm just gonna get pissed off instead of just working through that gap between expectation and reality.
0: Damn, <laughs> I think that's right, and I think I think it, it uh, I feel like um like a blooming onion, like it's like all the layers have been peeled back, and I'm like, oh, yes, I see the light. yes, convince <laughs> me. <laughs> Uh,
2: I mean just like th- this is one of those songs for me at least that like when I think about it it's just a really empowering kind of song yeah um, just because it really kind of focuses on understanding the self rather than kind of involving a bunch of other external factors because um, oddly enough I think it was Chris Hardwick of all people who brought this up with the guys during one of the interviews on um, the ID10T podcast um, talking about how um, Stoicism is actually a pretty major theme to their knowledge or not in some of their albums, specifically in Surviving. And unfortunately, the guys kind of just said, hey, we'll go over whatever direction you'd like. But really kind of going into this, um, there's one of the big things that Epictetus writes about the dichotomy of control. So it's understanding that there are certain things that are within your control, and there's a lot of things that are not within your control. You really shouldn't be worrying about the things that aren't in your control. And it kind of brings it back into the song right here in verse two, damn, there's no practical advantage to chase that uh, love from people hurting you. Um, And then you see all kinds, ones who think they need it, the ones who will take it, and then the ones who know the truth. And I think that truth is going back to this dichotomy of self-control. I think Mm. it's understanding that there's only so much that I can do on my side. And I just have to let go of everything that's external to that.
0: Yeah, I dig it, man. Wow. Wow. So where would you put through in, like, uh, is it a top 10 Jimmy Eat World song for you? Is this the one? Is this...
2: Um, So, I mean, Integrity Blues, again, kind of has a special place in my heart because I think it's definitely that album that kind of really just, it solidified me as, like, a fan coming back into it again. I would easily say this would be track number five or six, maybe, if I had to, like, put in a top 10 at all.
0: And then just just so the listeners can... Oh, yeah, please, Continue.
2: Yeah, no, um, so I guess, like, you know, the top track uh, um, will always be a toss-up between Polaris and 23. Both of those are just absolute masterpieces. Oh,
0: man, how great was Jim's little uh, episode about the 23 strings?
2: Oh, that was that was awesome. And Just, like, you know, seeing how it was just ad-libbed in the last 30 minutes of recording, it's oh like, hey, God. we took down, uh, transcribed the MIDI real quick. Here, play it. And because <laughs> and they transcribed the, the
0: MIDI so quickly, the band just was reading sheet music that had an error in it, where they held the note for, like... <laughs> forever i was laughing so hard in the last 30 seconds because they were all looking at each other like the song is over what are they doing and they realized that the transcription uh added a bunch of <laughs> notes
2: <laughs> no i mean so i think honestly this through frequencies podcast has been one of the best things to come out of this whole quarantine process right now yeah, i'm so glad Outside that, that. of course yeah like this i mean the, granted this podcast is like amazing this is definitely kind of how i get through my weeks Listening to you guys' episodes oh thank but, you um, also yeah no i guess I, I enjoy legitimately enjoy listening to the podcast um but yeah just with faster frequencies having like chris caraba um talking about the ego and understanding that sometimes you have to put aside your own interests and like um i guess confirmation bias and making sure that your particular approach to the song is correct um uh, when compared to like you know somebody else who's kind of had more experience in the game and then, of course, when like Ben gabard earlier today was talking about um, the idea of whenever the initial idea is there, it should only go through maybe one or two edits. So I'm really curious to kind of see where through fits into the Jimmy world thing. Is it a song like um, The Middle or Sweetness where it kind of just came into yeah. being out of nowhere? Or was it a song like All the Way Stay where you just had these snippets and pieces that kind of existed in the ether who knows how long and then it just magically comes into place
0: that's funny yeah Jim had said to Ben like sometimes I'll hear somebody say a line or or say something and that'll spark an idea and through came to mind I was like I wonder if somebody said there's so many great turns of phrases in this song in particular that it it and it feels so conversational that you almost wonder, I thought when he told Ben that, oh, I wonder if "Through" was one of those songs where he overheard a conversation that somebody was having, or he was having a conversation with somebody. And one of these thoughts came out.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think that's um, probably right on the money or even could be something that he read, um, which of course is what I'm quietly holding out for him. There's a book somewhere <laughs> that he's read um, that just said, Hey, this is, this is it.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully, um, we see more on his pod about it, and we uh, and we get some more peeks into his uh, into his process.
2: Yeah, getting to see behind the veil is, is honestly one of the most gratifying things, as far as being a fan's concern, and it's just understanding how much effort and work goes into creating um, the music itself. It's just it's, it's great being able to kind of like get to see like the machinations of all that. Totally. What was that? Uh, That was actually my phone. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, So I need to put that on. Oh, no worries,
0: man. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's
2: uh, work, actually. uh, I didn't know that came from
0: my end. I was like, I've never heard that one.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so so I think really that's kind of like the nutshell when it comes to through, um, is that it really is just this internal conversation that's just codifying what was discussed in the letters, understanding that, I'm not going to allow this negative feedback loop to continue. And I'm just going to affirm in myself that this is the, um, that this is the right way to go through these things. is just to work through all of these problems and it's to stop that feedback loop. And then from that point onward, you kind of have this outward expression of the self. that's just absolutely amazing. And it's just like, you know, it's your most authentic self. Um, which actually kind of gets me into another kind of crazy theory I've been throwing around the back of my head. Yeah, put on that tinfoil hat. Yeah, um, yeah, I've invited a ton of the tinfoil hats. <laughs> um, so there's kind of a thought that I've been passing around, and is that every three or so albums that the band puts out, there's this kind of underlying theme. So it's kind of like the trilogy of trilogies. Um, I'm not counting the uh, the 1994 self-titled as well as one, two, three, four. So I'm looking at static and just going forward. So static, clarity, and bleed American. We've got that aspiring trilogy, and it's just kind of like kids starting out in life, and they have all these aspirations, and it's just really kind of just going through the motions. Is just kind of that major theme there. So, you know, you have songs like, um, again, Rockstar, The Lat Factory, Anderson Mesa. Uh, For me, this is Heaven, Your New Aesthetic, Crush. Um, Let's see here. Oh, man, Blister would be a great example. It's kind of like inspiring music kind of dealio. And then it kind of comes to a head of Bleed American. And then at the very end of it, you get a song like My Sundown, which is almost like cynicism kind of kicking in and realizing that for all of this energy and all of this kind of like desire to go against the common trend there's not really a whole lot you can do um and just kind of realizing that like you can't necessarily fall into that path of cynicism just totally giving up which leads us into the next trilogy which is that idea that this person who is the narrator is now almost in a, like a quasi adult um so you kind of get into the, the you know futures chases light and invented now granted of course invented a little bit different because we know it's more of a concept album but definitely for the case of Futures and Chase's slight the person's starting out in life, um, they're, you know, experiencing a more mature kind of relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, like, and again, Clarice in 23, perfect examples of, you know, kind of that idea of how relationships mature between the um, between the narrator and um, whomever they're in a relationship with, as well as still, like, things looking at some kind of, like, maybe things will get better. For example, the title and starting track of Futures is saying, hey, I hope things will get better in November. And it's understand that change is still possible. It's just not easy. easy. But then, of course, we kind of come to this latter half trilogy, um, which is Damage, Integrity Blues, and Surviving. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like really what I wanted to focus on is really like understanding Damage and its place in the chronology of the band's history makes me appreciate the album more. And I know that sounds really weird, but kind of just hear me out. <laughs> um, so Damage is that you know black sheep in the family a lot of people tend to have to rank it very high because it seems like a, an adult breakup album um, but it's really just kind of going through the motions and honestly I would say that Damage is that example of the negative feedback loop that's being referred to in the letter mm. and it's kind of like that bargaining of I will steal you back and bye bye love and just all of these things is kind of going on um, and it's just like these like stages of loss. It's just going through and you're just feeding it into yourself. And then, of course, when you hit Integrity Blues, it's kind of like coming to terms with yourself and realizing that you're doing it to yourself and almost forgiving yourself. And then again, this is like where the root really comes into play here. Very, very deeply comes into play. Um, once you kind of realize that you're just going to let all of that go, then you get into surviving. And surviving is just this like knock out of the park, back to form, that we kind of know and love from the days of like, you know, bleed American and clarity. Yeah. So that's kind of how I kind of see the progression of the albums is it just seems to be like a natural ebb and flow.
0: Totally follow. Yeah. I think it tracks. Uh, yeah. It tracks. You
2: no, know, just a thought. <laughs> We're we all safe we to remove the tinfoil hats now. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> it, and, and again, so people can sort of, um, you said you were introduced around futures coming in around that time and having lived with the band for this long now, what sort of stands out as your favorite record?
2: You know, again, that's a really tough call. Um, Just because futures for me will always have that place. And everyone knows when they first get introduced to their Jimmy world record. Like there's always that first one, that first generation, like with the folks from Static, you'll know the Static people. Clarity, you're going to know the Clarity people. Bleed American, 100% going to know those people. In the future, same thing applies. Like You know, that's that 2004, 2003 era of folks. And they kind of had that um, same unique kind of stylized, and they had their list of records from that particular time period. Um, but for me, honestly, I would say, like, yes is always a hard question. Um, whenever anyone asks me, what's your favorite album? It's like, whew. But yeah, I'm going to say uh, it's Toss It Between Futures and Integrity Blues, um, just because of the impact, I think, that Integrity Blues has honestly had on my life, and just really where that album came into play. Because um, I remember I was um, backpacking in the Black Forest uh, with my buddies, uh, Matt and Tony. Where is and that? At, so it's in Germany. It's okay. um, south southwest Germany. Uh, very well known for their cuckoo clocks and their cakes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we were heading out there and on the Instagram feed, it had mentioned that that very day, you with me had been kind of debuted into the world. So I would um, had that song playing as we were driving into, um, the Rhineland Falls area, which is just such deep valleys and heavy forestry. And it just seemed like a scene out of a movie. Like, it's the first time we're all hearing the song. And you have like the ravines and trees and everything going on there it was really like a breathtaking moment for me
0: yeah
2: um and just kind of rocking out to that um uh, track for about a solid two days straight matt tony i'm sorry i think i played that song like 20 30 (laughs) times over the course of that weekend it was it was bad um but hey this is kind of where it is i usually um bleed out a song as much as i can whenever it gets released as a quasi single which i think would have been the case for integrity blues i think was the only album where they really staggered the releases the way they did Yeah, because i think they released like four songs ahead of schedule compared to like i think bleed american and futures maybe had three in total sure so it was definitely interesting like building up to it and then boom you get hit with it because um yeah no uh, the first time i actually got to meet the band again was 2016 um right before the album dropped they had um uh, an over i guess they they called it a, a glorified um garage band practice uh but it was when they were doing their quote secret shows and uh, i think it was um conover berlin and munich and i went down to the munich show and it was like a t- small group of like i think maybe 50 of us were there in total in this tiny little cramped space with like the band like debuting some new music, we're just all bouncing around having a good time. Security has to like come in and tell us to, like calm down <laughs> because again, there's like no barrier between us and the band, so it definitely feels like that early '90s scene where it's just like this tight, cramped basement area, and like you know the guys are all bouncing around having a good time. Um, but yeah, no. So after the uh, after the show, I got to meet Jim and Rick for the first time, and really just down to earth, awesome guys. So just really with kind of everything that happened surrounding this album, this is really what solidifies it. I guess is my all time favorite Jimmy world album features is always going to have a special place in my heart, but integrity blues is the one that kind of really did it for me. Yeah.
0: Wow. What a great story, man. I think, I appreciate you coming on and sharing it. I appreciate you being a patron. I appreciate you being a, a discord friend. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, man, uh, thank you so much for sharing uh, Your thoughts on Through And and the records and the band uh, Yeah,
2: no, thanks for uh, Thanks for having me on um, Definitely looking forward to seeing What comes next time the line for the show And I'm definitely looking forward to hearing what comes next Thanks, man
0: uh, Before I let you go, is there anything that you want to plug? Do you have any thing that you're doing That you want to bring attention to?
2: Yes, I do Please do Alright, ladies and gentlemen of the masses I have a challenge for you If you heard anything I said wrong during the course of this interview, I need you to call (laughs) 484-JE-POD. I love it. Yes, please do. All right. Well, you have a good one, dude.
0: Be excellent to each other.
2: And party on, dudes.